0: Coming up in this episode of the KickCast, we tag some butterflies, the pan gets Bluetooth, and we have a hullabaloo of a time. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KickCast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the KickCast, the podcast where we go out and find some great projects and we let you know if you should backtrack or sack them. I'm KT data and joining me is a man who leads by example and has <laughs> convinced me that I should not marry unless they're in some kind of new media digital production. The one and only Drew Tyler. How are you doing today, Drew? <laughs>
1: <laughs> if that's all I teach you, then, then that's golden.
0: Yes. Find somebody who is in production and knows what you do so they can appreciate it.
1: Uh, how you doing, man? Good. I am
0: doing good. And the reason I say that, Drew, is because you seem to be one of the happiest people I know you know and I think the, I you, you have a wonderful family and everything so i'm just envious of that <laughs> so,
1: you know i i i was just commenting to one of my students today about how much i think he gets done because he seems to have a project or a new you know tinker or something all the time and i'm like i want to see you in five years when you have a wife and kids and i want to see where all that energy all that add where does it go so <laughs> i kind of feel like i i have a happy life because i i uh I use my ADD to like make other people happy and happy life, happy wife.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Wait, vice versa. Yeah. Eh, eh, okay. Yeah. All right. So this is actually episode forty-nine. So if you guys have never oh. seen this episode before, first of all, welcome. Our next episode is probably the big five-zero. So we should probably plan something big. <gasps> yes. Can we have a cake? I just want a cake. Oh, we fifty we should, episodes we should, is huge. Yes, we should have a cake. Fifty episodes and. Three years? Two years? Yeah. yeah I've lost count. Little over too. It's gotten to the point where I can't even count anymore. So <laughs> Awesome. That's awesome. All right. So before we jump into our projects tonight, let's co- cover some news. So, Drew, do you remember in our last episode when we talked about the coolest and how it was creeping up on the pebble? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was really one? close. It was like within like 300,000 of, of taking over the all-time highest funded project
0: yeah so um in between our last episode the coolest finally beat the pebble on ah. there and i and thought it had been there forever right pebble yes. has been the top forever yes the pebble was there for
1: 862 days that's nearly i don't do math that's a long time that's, that's like two almost years. years and a half two and a half years yeah. wow and it was beat out by a cooler that had failed its first time around yes. let that be a lesson yes to you.
0: so what i wanted to do on this one is that kickstarter actually put up a blog post that shows you the histories of the number ones. Um, oh, I'm not cool. going to go through all of them, but I wanted to cover a few of them that I thought were, you know, a pretty good landmark things. Of course, the first number one was New York makes a book. Uh, that was pretty cool. You can see how old it is because that's an iPhone 3G plus, <laughs> or like a three, one of the original iPhones on there. Um, And that one was, you know, and think, look at this, that raised $3,329. Oh, wow that, was number one in 2009 huh. Huh. that's, that's kind of crazy that's um, wild and then we had some other projects i hadn't heard of kickstarter yet the first time i actually heard of kickstarter was diaspora um do you remember diaspora drew it was, uh, yeah, vaguely but
1: it, I, I don't think i got on for a while after that still yeah.
0: it was the first project that i heard about and this was supposed to be the facebook killer it was supposed to federate that's right that's social right. media into so everybody owns their own hub so you know, you can't, they can't just shut down and do that. So that was the first I've heard of it was Diaspora and they raised $200,000 um, mm. and that was mm. 2010. So in about a year, it's kind of crazy how much that's changed in a year. They got to 210 and then, you know, we have some other projects going through. I mean, I actually have one of these TikToks, um, but that wasn't the first project I backed. You know. mm, but interesting. the first one to reach the billion, the million dollars was the Elevation Dock.
1: And is that just an iPod dock for the for the iPhone four? Uh,
0: pretty much. It was a smartphone dock. It raised one million four hundred sixty four thousand dollars. Wonder why. And this is the funny thing: is it only lasted six hours? Because you know what came right after this? Oh no! Six what? hours later, after being number one, Double Fine Adventure comes in, and they oh. raise a million dollars in one day. They that makes that makes sense. Yeah, they ended it up with three million dollars on there. Um, the the power of having an engine re- revving and ready
1: to go when you launch the Kickstarter. Yes, I mean this uh, one had a fan base ready to go. Yeah,
0: this had a ba- fan base on there, and they're like, okay, this is probably going to last a while, right? No, 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 no. Sixty five days later, this little thing called the Pebble Watch comes out. I mean, right here, Pebble ah. Watch still on my wrist. Yes, still and mine. on my wrist, right there. Um, oddly enough, this was the Third project I backed, it wasn't mm. even the first. Mm. Um, third project I backed on there, they ended up raising ten million dollars, which is a far cry. Yes. I, what did what did um, Double Fine do? You said a million Double or so fine, in a day. Three, so they raised the million one day, but they raised three million dollars in sixty-five days. that's, that's wow. So the and Pebble jump, in triple that in uh, let's see, or not sixty-five days. How long was their project? Uh, it was it it was on top for, for sixty-five days. Yeah, it was about two so months. Twice. On there, and 16. the Pebble was about four months, and it raised ten million dollars. Mm. It. Wow! It's nut- and it's nuts on there, and that, like we said earlier, was king for almost two and a half years. And finally, the coolest cooler on its second try came and, you know, ousted the Pebble Watch at ten thousand three hundred ninety-four thousand and still blows my mind. I don't know how. I don't know how he did it. He wanted fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand dollars.
1: Wow. Amazing. I, I mean, it, uh, a lot of those were tech type of things, and that was kind of the early crowd of crowdfunding. But I think as it's kind of, I don't, wouldn't quite call it a tipping point, but at this point, we're seeing a lot more people active on crowdfunding, at least understanding what it is. That type of crowd that would be into a cooler and you know more f- functionality uh, has obviously come to its aid. So let's see how long it lasts.
0: Yeah. So hopefully, you know, um, well, not hopefully, but. We'll see what the next big project's going to be. Maybe, maybe a winter-themed one or something like that. Yeah, I'm, makes, I'm really curious to see. Amish.
1: What's going to raise over $10 million in winter? Uh, we got to come up with it first.
0: Um, Amish um, furnaces. <laughs> Brilliant. We're going mean, to streamline them. Instead of making them big, they're going to be flat. Because that's what people want, right? That's what people want.
1: What else <laughs> we got in the news? Anything else?
0: Uh, right. So, you know, we like to cover all sorts of crowdfunding and stuff. And YouTube... Finally, has jumped into the crowdfunding world, and everybody's going like, "Wait, what?" what? So, if you guys have watched Twitch TV before, you notice that some of the broadcasters have subscriptions that you can subscribe to, and you won't get ads on there, and sometimes you get bonus content and you know custom emoticons and stuff. Mm-hmm. YouTube has finally jumped onto this. They actually announced this earlier this year at VidCon. Oh, right, uh-huh. on there. But now they finally launched it. They're calling it fan funding. You can get it in the U.S., Australia, Japan, and Mexico on there. Um the way it works is YouTube takes a little bit of the top off, but you know, most crowdfunding sites do that. Yeah. Um, they take about twenty one cents base and then five percent of whatever else is on there. So you know, five dollars you they would take uh twenty one like
1: cents point.
0: plus five percent? Yeah, plus five percent on there. Which is not that much if you think about it. Kickstarter and Indiegogo charge about three to five percent, depending on what you pick, and then they charge in. A, or actually, they charge five percent on, and then they charge a three to five percent for credit processing fees. Mm-hmm. YouTube doesn't take the credit processing fees.
1: Interesting. Right
0: so that's you know that's 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 really interesting, especially for all those people who watch YouTube channels and are always like, well, how can I you know help support the show? You know, help you get new equipment upgrades and stuff. And, you know, people have been going to Patreon. They've been setting up, you know, PayPal right. donation buttons and stuff. So this right. is actually really helpful to have it just built in there. Maybe we should do this and see if people will kick us some money.
1: Right. I, really, it's just an, uh, almost like soliciting for donations. You, instead, of, instead of hearing like, comment, subscribe, now we're going to hear like, comment, subscribe, and donate. Yeah. Type of, and it seems ideal. It seems like YouTube's kind of caught on and said, it, if, if Patreon can do this with with our content in a way we can we can do it ourselves to to generate good content or help people make revenue this is
0: good and and google likes it because they're making use google vault wallet so that means more people on google wallet the better Uh, because it's a service they want people to use makes sense cool (laughs) on there all right the last piece of news is a really really interesting on there um if you guys don't know who yancy strickler is he is this current ceo and one of the co-founders of kickstarter um and he did an interview with cnn money because you know money talks right money and, yeah. listen to my money talk um and it's like a three minute interview which is, which is awesome great whoever edited it didn't cut at the end right because there's like 10 seconds of you staring at the interviewer and she's not saying anything i, I thought that was funny <laughs> i thought that was funny but um, the sloppy edits yeah um but but what what it is is he there's a couple things that he he kind of mentioned in there that I thought was really really interesting. One of the things is that they asked, you know, what do you see in the future for Kickstarter? Do you see you know politicians and stuff starting to use it? And he's like, no, we're we're still going to keep this for the artists and for the creators or the makers, you know, people who are who have ideas and want to make something physical or you know a product out of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on there. So that's always a good thing. And he says he wants to see the site grow, but he also wants to see the world change along with it. You know, having having the thought process of the world a little bit more like Kickstarter, where people can think, "Hey, I have this idea. I don't really need to get it validated by all these gatekeepers. I can go straight to the consumer and see if they really want it or not." Um, and I, I love that because that is why I was drawn into the kick or into Kickstarter and beginning and crowdfunding, because this idea. That there's no longer a guy holding you back, right? Yeah. Somebody
1: to say, "Oh no, that's not going to work in our store." I'm sorry. Yeah, and then
0: <laughs> so here, and then the one line that caught all the news is because they asked them about some of these projects who are late in delivering their, you know, their stuff. All right, right, because that's
1: kind of like the the popular world. That's the buzz that you hear in crowdfunding is like, "Oh, sure, you can put your money in," but more than all, more often than not, you're not getting it for a long time as a lateness
0: factor. Yeah, and he says lateness is not failure, and I totally. I totally agree with him that lateness isn't not isn't is not considered failure. Lack of transparency and lack of communication that is where the failures. I in, in my opinion on there. So if you right. guys are running projects, just be transparent, just, you know, communicate with your backers and even if it's late, most of the time they'll be more understanding than just not saying anything at all and wondering, "Oh crap, what are we mm-hmm. going to do now?"
1: Right, a good example of that was the uh, the coin debacle. Yes. I mean, coin, coin is very late already, but again, they're still starting to ship. But then recently, they sent out like got everybody's hopes up and said, "Your coin is coming, <laughs> psych!" But, but it's going to cost you more money, and you only get a beta product. You know, so not only are they late, but they didn't even let people know until a email came that yeah. said. You get to pay us money to be a part of Coin, and it's you're getting the beta version, so it's kind of ready, but you're going to help us test it. Well, the nice thing there is that they made good on, like they made it right, because there was a lot of complaints. Yeah. There was a huge I was, amount.
0: I was borderline canceling mine.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so it was it was interesting to see how quickly another email came back out and said, "Okay, we heard you loud and clear. We apologize. That's not the way we went for that to go down." So. Here, let us explain what, why and how, and this is what we'll do to make up for it. So they they played it yeah. right because it yeah. was that transparency after yeah. the fact.
0: And, and the, yeah, the one thing they still gotta fix is their communication because throughout this whole process, they never said they were behind until now, yep. which is big. Yep. So be honest with your users, and most people will understand. Yep. There. So those were the news, Drew. Um, that is news on there. So I wanted to ask you on this. Um, you have kids. I do. On there. I do. Um. So how many of the shows and movies and things that your kids watch how many of those are now 3D animated instead of the traditional 2D animated I'd say just
1: about every one of them we we keep our kids pretty locked down to, to to PBS type shows and so there's a lot of them that are that are 3D animated or the the what do they call it the motion capture type of stuff and mm-hmm. then like Sid the Science Kid so yeah uh, every once in a while they'll pull out like Woody Woodpecker or something and I'll be like, that, that, my That's, friends, that is some true
0: animation right there. Yes. So, our first project of the night is actually called Hullabaloo. And it is a project that is looking to preserve 2D animation. Note how I say 2D animation, not like CG animation. What I'm talking about is uh, like old school, hand drawn, but on a tablet, on a computer, you know, hand drawn animation, you know, Aladdin. Um, Lion King, Pocahontas, yeah, all back. those old sh- all those old Disney shows. You don't see that kind of animation style anymore because we've all kind of transitioned to this 3D and which is great, but there's just something you know, about that flat kind of world and feeling and the colors and how mm-hmm. they interact that you do not see in a lot of projects anymore. Hullabaloo, that's yeah. a fun word too. Yeah, so Hullabaloo decides to do that and combines steampunk. Everybody loves steampunk these yeah, days, right? Good choice, good choice. I mean, and so the whole idea is that he wants to make some shorts that uses 2D animation techniques and you're probably like all right who's this guy and where where in the world does he think he um has the experience for this this guy in it is named James Lopez and he and his team have worked on some little titles like it's the lion king team. pocahontas the proud family tarzan the little mermaid beauty and the beast aladdin frozen enchanted emperor's new groove wreck it ralph paper man Prince of Egypt and more. You know, these guys have worked for all these big animation companies out there. And now they want to make these shorts, you know, kind of using the old school style of that. Um, And what I love about this is that not only is he working on making a project to create in 2D style, he wants to pass down this trait to people. So one of the levels is actually you can Mm -hmm. take a class. And he will be teaching this class on like techniques and things you can do for 2D animation. So, and it's about the same price of a class that you would normally take, but some of the money goes to this and helps fund it. That's not bad at all. So that's what I mean. I I, I mean I love it. What do you think about this, Drew? I
1: I like 2D animation. I I, I like the steampunk. Um, I love I love shorts. Uh, there, there's a lot to love about this project. It's 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 reaching in for a little. S- Almost sentimentalism, I guess, in a way to say, hey, if you love the growing up this, if you love this, let's try and preserve it for something. So I think they've got a a great a great idea going forward and uh I'd like yeah, I'd like to see where it goes. I I guess part of it is distribution. Do they talk about where
0: they plan to uh, distribute? digital distribution. He wants to make this as a web series. So he's Okay, you know, he's not the type of person who's going like, Well, we gotta you know, distribute on D V D. He's smart enough to know that right. hey, this is the format that we need to release and This is our way of reaching out to the people is digital distribution on there. So he he's hoping that if we can get it to enough funding past the stretch goals, he can make this, uh, you know, a series and hopefully one day maybe even a feature film.
1: Cool. Which Very do. cool. So for me, um, I'm definitely thinking this is a back for me. I love the idea. I love where he's going with it. It's a great idea. Yeah.
0: For, for me, it is a totally black back. I love the art style. I love the experience behind these guys. I mean, all these shows that I just mentioned—that's what I watched growing up. And when I saw this, it just all the memories kind of went back. I'm like, oh, I rem-, you know, I remember this. I miss this mm-hmm. um, on there, <laughs> and you know, and just just like Stuley, he says, you know, it, um, he 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 he's already a backer of it. It's on Indiegogo. So for all you haters who think we only cover Kickstarter, no, we cover Indiegogo projects too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, I'm, so it's a back for me. My only problem is I don't know if I want to back the. Uh, Two hundred and fifty dollar level at one hundred twenty five dollar level. What do you think, Drew? What do you think? <laughs> For those of you who who have discretionary income, go go big, go big. I, I I'm so like into this belief of crowdfunding that you know I feel like I need to give as much as I can. You are you are single handedly. <laughs> <laughs> keeping it all afloat. Plus uh, I mean plus look the the $125 one which I'm looking at is comes with an activity book comes with the digital distribution um a- an animation drawing that they use in the film which is kind of cool mm-hmm. on there, and steampunk glasses can't go wrong with steampunk oh, glasses. You're set you're or, set no What's or the other one? or the $250 one comes with all the signed prints everything in the $125 one and a hardbound art book of the art used uh. I like there's something about this um, art style of just, you know, the steampunk art style and everything that just drew me in where I'm like, I like that. And I wouldn't mind having it physical um, uh, hand. So, you know, I don't know. That's uh, a tough, that's a tough call. So you know, I don't know. What do you think? Drew?
1: Uh, uh, there's so many projects that you should be putting your money into. I'll tell you about one next where you should maybe split the difference to your 125 there and then save 125 for the next yeah. one.
0: All right, you guys, uh, you guys who are watching, please send me a tweet, email me, leave a message on our Facebook. Do I go for the 250 or 125? Uh, at Cashcast at Data, send it hashtag, our way.
1: Hashtag help KT spend his big yeah. money.
0: Spend KT's money. Spend hashtag KT's spend KT's money. <laughs> Use that. I am going to pay attention to that. All okay. right, Drew. So that that is uh, Hullabaloo. And our next project, I think... Didn't you just barely hatch yes. a few monarch butterflies on it? I so did.
1: I did. And that's probably why this one is a little bit dear, dear to my heart. But I came across this one uh, as I was looking for projects and exploring a bunch of them. This is the monarch butterfly tagging project. It was actually a staff pick this week like just today I believe which is which is kind of cool i I was hoping it would see a little bit more traction because of you know being a Kickstarter staff pick but let me tell you about it the monarch butterfly tagging project is simply somebody in Florida that would like help tagging monarch butterflies most people probably know you know that these are the the beautiful orange butterflies that I love. I grew up raising monarchs. Like raising, um, we do it for school. My parents would go out and find monarch uh, caterpillars and eggs, and right before school, because they were both school teachers, they would find them, bring them home, would put them in a tank, and every year we would tr- we would hatch butterflies at the beginning of school year. So I, for years with my kids now, have been looking for them, and for two years prior to this year, I could not find any monarchs, like flying around or like. Caterpillars, anything. So this year, my parents found one up in Idaho, brought it back for us to to raise. I guess you, you kind of you f- keep feeding the caterpillar, who eats voraciously, and then goes into his chrysalis, and two weeks later, it comes out a butterfly. So we did that one on our own, and then while we were looking for milkweed to feed our caterpillar, we found yet another caterpillar. So it was perfect timing. So that's why this one's dear to my heart. But there's a there's somebody in Florida who would like to tag butterflies. And help kind of learn more about their patterns. Basically, monarchs take many generations to go from their wintering areas down in Mexico up. They kind of travel up through the Rockies, up around the East Coast, a little bit on the West Coast, and, they're, and they take four generations. So monarchs fly, have it, you know, lay their eggs, hatch a few weeks later, they fly some more. And they have this pattern that they go up and into um, some parts of Canada even, and then. The next like the final generation flies all the way back down to mexico so for me there 's just this this mystery to it that somehow they 're finding their way like four generations later they just know how to get back home so to me it's amazing the project uh is looking for a thousand dollars so it 's a simple easy goal uh i would i would do the same thing this is a project that I would do but he 's looking for information to help tag monarchs so that he can he can track them and I should say it's he or she. I can't tell because it's just it says it's by the monarch butterfly help. But uh, the funding that they're looking for is to be able to tag 100 butterflies. That's the goal, tag 100 butterflies. And the funds are going to be spent on more milkweed to attract the females, to support the caterpillars, to kind of get more attention. Monarchs, as they fly around, are looking for big patches of milkweed. It's the only thing they'll eat. And so th- – They're becoming less and less prevalent. These patches of milkweed, mostly because of the farming methods and other things, we're we're losing them. Which is probably why I haven't seen monarchs for years. So this person is kind of doing their part to make a monarch-free zone, I guess, a place where monarch-free, a free zone for monarchs. So I guess that's why this project stuck me. Is it? It's not your normal project. Project. It's not like, hey, I'm making an album, or hey, help us film a movie, or get this tech project out there. This is a um, almost a humanitarian effort without the humans.
0: Um, any co- have I missed anything, yeah. KT? Um, so, yeah, everybody's asking how they're tagged. They're using these specialized tags that are light enough to not impede the monarch's Stickers. flight. On yeah. there. um Something unknown about Monarchs or what most people don't know
1: about Monarchs is that their wings are are much more robust than most, most moths or butterflies. It's not like the powder will come off on your hands. They still have that same type of scale, but it's much more robust. You can actually pick up a Monarch by its two wings and pinch them, and they're going to be able to fly just fine. So they're doing these little stickers that are really lightweight that have a tagging number and system on them. This has been done by Monarch Watch for a number of years. But the so so there's an there is a so an, an entity out there that provides tags that you can buy a kit, get the tags, and tag your own monarchs, and that's what this particular person in Florida wants to do. They want to basically uh, amplify this you know this effort. Because for me, I'd be like, okay, let me buy a couple of tags, and and for two monarchs a year, I'll try and help you track them. But this guy wants to do a hundred because he has that many in that area and wants to just learn about it. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a unique type of project.
0: Yeah. I, I love how there's always this question mark in Florida it, and it's always Florida. guys. Watch the news. You'll understand. And I know Winston lives down in Florida. What is with Florida and question uh-huh. marks on there. Um, so yeah, for me, the only thing I am curious about is how these tags are going to be tracked or how are they going to recover the tags
1: and this and this is also this is a question mark so the tags you stick them on the butterflies you send them off on their way and it relies on somebody finding them in mexico at that final like mating place out of the millions of butterflies that come back there finding the ones with the tags being able to catch them and then type that into monarch watch there's only one site i believe it's called monarch watch um, that's recording all the information. So everybody that's kind of helping promote this idea is funneling it back to one site. But I, uh, for me, it's almost in the way of statistics. This guy aiming to put 100 tags out there. I'm all about helping him reach that goal, knowing that he sees way more monarchs than I do. Um, so that so at least there's a better chance of something getting tagged back down in in Mexico. Like I said, I'll tag one or two here. May or may not ever see the light of day. So.
0: Yeah. Um. I, and you know to yeah the, so for me this is a track project just because i'm always kind of the scientist in me kind of kicked in i'm like well what's the study design how, how do you know right where all this thing is you know what they're gonna, what are they going to do with the data how do you normalize for all this and this and that, you know this may be stuff that they've already figured out but this is kind of a tip for project creators is that remember you're talking to the uninformed sometimes so and
1: and that's a good point for this project specifically because while they have their own website for monarch help um you have to dig a little bit to to realize, and I already knew about monarchwatch.org. The other one that's like the main site for the research part of it. And so this wasn't like it's not right out there where where he's saying, oh, I you know the tags are available to everybody already. the The project's going on already. I just want to do it for for the data here in this area. So I think that could be a little bit more prevalent. But for the for the price for me for the amount that he's trying to get and for the amount that it would take, um, I feel like this would be money well spent. Because of my passion for butterflies, I, that's kind of where I, it's a back for me. Because I feel like this is if I put twenty five bucks into his pockets, I almost wish it were kind of an Indiegogo style where he'd get money no matter what
0: with, with you know, the uh, flexible funding. It's flexible,
1: right? Because right? I because mm-hmm. I feel like uh, he still got a month to go, thousand dollar goal. Hopefully, maybe a staff pick. They'll, they'll, this will trickle out to other monarch lovers. But I, for me, it's a back. I want to get in there and make sure that some, you know my money's out there helping uh plant more milkweeds it's something that i that i would do if i could but certain states have certain laws about what kind of milkweed you can plant so all
0: right anyway so yeah you are. that that is the monarch butterfly i forgot to ask you did was yours a back or track for uh the hello blue hello blue was a back for me as well all right all right so for this last one drew i'm sorry this one does not even apply to you because you're actually not a cook yeah i know
1: um, I, I have my own comments on yeah. this one
0: but but for for people like me who barely can boil water without burning the pan <laughs> um i i you know maybe it's the science taking over i just i can do chemistry but when it comes down to this it just doesn't work for me because when i'm doing chemistry and mixing chemicals you know i have thermometers i have meat gauges things that will give me real time information so i can adjust accordingly and cooking it's just like if it the wild, smells wild, good we eat it. yeah so
1: <laughs> It smells good. Eat it.
0: So what happens is this project is called Smarty Pans, and it's bringing the things that I need personally to be be able to cook something successfully into the pan. So it is actually a pan that contains a bunch of sensors in it, and it will give you real-time data on the food you're cooking. And then when you pair it with the mobile app that they have, the mobile app has a 1,000 recipes in there. On there, it can tell you if you're cooking the meal correctly or not. So it it can tell you, oh... My wife can tell you that. It's too hot. hot." She's not (laughs) here. She's over there at your house. I can't afford to drive an hour every day just to make sure I know how to cook (laughs) right. Am I doing this right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it has all all this information. I I like how the app, you know, the app will tell you if it's too hot, too cold, or, you know, you put too much in there because it can tell weight too. The sensors are uh weight humidity and temperature and then it also has a recipe which is uh, and a metric mode so it can actually just tell you the raw data i mean i probably could you know do it without the recipe but i like how it has a timer and everything tells you oh you know it should only be in there for about 10 minutes because that's usually one of the biggest problems is like is it done or do i pull it off or should i leave it on a little longer um usually i ended up leaving it a little bit longer (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) so that's usually my problem um on there and so it uses bluetooth 4.0 um it charges in about an hour and the guy says it lasts about a month on there Hmm. Uh, wow for me the only thing that i'm really curious about is the durability and the accuracy of the sensors um you know because you're heating things up repeatedly and cooling them down he says they're sealed but that's where i'm a little i'm not sure you know if it's sealed too well how is it how is it how are the sensors getting the temperature and the humidity and everything correctly but if right. it's sealed, not enough i i have a feeling the, the heat's gonna eventually degrade all the um all the sensors on there and that might be a problem yeah that that's a good question and does he explain it all in the in the post no he, he doesn't but what i do like about it is the app that tells me i can i need to adjust these parameters which is always good because i don't always have a human being around to make sure i don't burn <laughs> something or kill something the the
1: video does a great job of showing off the app and showing kind of how it works um so
0: yeah i i i i think it's pretty it's okay so what are your thoughts as somebody who actually knows how to cook is this am i just going down the wrong path no I I think this is great for a
1: certain certain people that maybe want to get into cooking more because it would be really nice to be able to look it up you know to to follow along with a meal and be like okay how many ounces of x do I have in here okay I mean I'd I'd love to not dirty up all my pants cuz when I when I cook and I'm looking at you know, ounces. I'll pull out my my digital scale and I'll weigh something, and that dirties one plate before I dump it into the pan or something else. So, there's nice to be able to weigh it there in the pan to be able to calculate all the other things that they, that it calculates the um, the temperature, not only the temperature of the weight, but it also will doesn't it also do calories to some level and
0: uh, sort of. I think that's with the recipe tracking, where you know if you cook it exactly to the specs, they will know how many. calories. It'll know exactly so what's yeah, going on, right? Yeah. As somebody that.
1: Cooks and um, I, I, I think my wife cooks and I enjoy her cooking and so to spend time with her, I often cook with her. She still tells me how to do it, so that's all I need. Uh, no, she does. She does awesome. What I, what gets me on this one, I think, is that a thousand recipes. I don't know. I my, I live with somebody that has like m- magazines and books upon books of of recipes and blogs. I mean, sh- daily we're checking blogs and and posting things. I guess. Um, it says preloaded with a thousand recipes so maybe there's a chance that you can put more of your own in there or pull them off of like food.com if there's some sort of integration or API we'd be like put that recipe into this app that would be kind of a a fun next step for them Um, for me it's still kind of a a novelty but I'd love to see it in action I'm I'm geeky Mm -hmm. like that so I'd still love to see it in action price point is kind of painful for me as well I have a hard time spending it's a little it's $169
0: Uh, yeah I don't uh, know how much normal pots and pans go but can't you get like a full set for that much
1: and that's it that's <laughs> it like I in my married life 13 years I have bought you know a set of pans to start with and one set about five or six Seven years ago, and <laughs> and they're going strong, and we love them, and so that's when I spent three hundred bucks. It was like great, I've got seven or eight pans. That's all I need. Yeah. Aren't, so to have one yeah. this pricey,
0: aren't pans usually the, well wedding gift type thing? where yes, you Get like yes. fifty get sets them of once.
1: them. <laughs> <laughs> ask for them your wedding, so you don't have to buy them, and then ask for the good stuff. So that, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And I I didn't know about this, but uh, um, Stillers has a good point. I mean, I could use I could use a regular pan as an icebreaker and have. I I didn't know this works, but apparently you can have a date night where, you know, a significant other can come over and teach you how to cook. I didn't think that about is this. a great idea. See video production and live streaming I can do that, but like moves like that, that's smooth. That's smooth. Like like I need to write this down so I can <laughs> remember. Can that that might know. go in the show notes just to remind me later on. <laughs> Uh, this is for me. This is
1: probably a track. Uh, I w- I'd watch I'd watch this one and see how it goes. They've got a hefty goal ahead of them. They're looking
0: at what 90000 $90, dollars, which is a little bit much. That's uh, and that's uh, it's a track for me too. It's a cool idea and everything, but ninety thousand dollars is a little ambitious on there. And it, I'm I'm a little curious about how these sensors work and where they are. And and, and it looks like
1: they they need the forty five days and the ninety thousand because this this to me is is untapped ground. I mean, we're talking about applying heat directly to you know, contained sensors. Their ship date is, is like a year plus away.
0: Yeah, no, um, so they've got October, time to kind of do some.
1: Yeah, they've got some time to, to plan it. Um, wow. Mm, I don't hey, know what to you, say.
0: You, you can get gold engraving on the executive chef level with $549. <laughs>
1: I I'll tell you what I love about this. I absolutely love that somebody's pushing a boundary. that somebody's looked at something and said, you know what? What if it could do this and they're trying to make it happen? May not be, you know, the perfect fit for me because I'm comfortable with what smells good and what doesn't. You know, oh that looks yummy. Let's throw some of this in. But for somebody that wants to play tech and, and to even be a little bit more specific in exactly what they're doing, um, I could see this going places.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I love this idea just because this is how I actually usually think of new ideas. Everybody's like, "Oh, let's think of something else." I've gotten to the point to, all right, can I add Bluetooth to it, and what would that improve? (laughs) You Um, could ask that about almost anything, right? I, I and I, you know, it might not even be the point where I'm adding Bluetooth, but that's a starting point for me. And then all the other ideas come through from that. It's like, well, if I add Bluetooth, what else could it do? What else could it right? do? That's
1: brilliant. That's all we need. You and I figure out Bluetooth, and then f- we, we'll have a project here next
0: week. Perfect. On there. Um, so that was the Smarty Pans. And Drew, this is an entire episode of the Cast in the bag. Number already. 49, down yes. the hole. 49. We'll have to figure out something fancy to do for 50.
1: Yes. I...
0: I... I'm th- I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm thinking. We got we gotta think of something. If you guys have any ideas, let us know on there. Um short, you know, somebody's probably gonna send me like you should buy all of Kickstarter. Yeah, if I had money <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. to <laughs> celebrate fifty episodes by backing fifty have... projects on Kickstarter, all at like two hundred and fifty dollars a pop. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. There goes our show I'm, and all of our funding. Yep. Unfortunately, I'm not made out of money, guys. <laughs> a, it might be funny to do that, to do like a
1: like a, a speed run of Kickstarter <laughs> where we just throw a dollar down on every little thing on, that we can find. every little buy. thing?
0: Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh. Okay. So, if you guys have any ideas, send us an email, kickcast at ktdata.net on there, or you can leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash kickcast. You can hit the like button while you're over there, too. You over there is one of the places you can vote for the third project, like the Smarty Pants one, voted by you guys out yep. there. Um, we had some, we had some good projects that, that didn't make the cut tonight. Yeah. Um, also on Twitter, you can do that there too at Kitcast or at Night Twenty for Drew with a yep. K or at KT Data um, on Twitter for us personally, all with K's. Um, I just noticed that. Yes. Yeah, uh, so- <laughs> if you want, if you want to find us on. Google Plus, pluskitcast.net Google Plus is not dead. I live on Google Plus. Or if you want to watch live, like all the people in the chat room right now, um, Stillers, Cousin Jane, Rev, Winston. Am I missing anybody else? And Anybody oh, else who's watching out there? Um, all you guys rock out there. You can join them. Our next episode is going to be September 16th. Every, every other Tuesday night, guys, you guys can come join. Or you can join every Tuesday night to find some kind of show recording on there. If you like cooking, you should come watch next Tuesday cousin uh, I, yes we have a food show now what did um, you call it Nom? noms noms yeah noms on there so you guys should check that out or if you just like seeing drew every week you can check them out on the little big cast yes every we're about ready to go into it a, so we're, we're about to into jump it. into it yeah so which will be awesome it's you know double drew tuesdays for all you guys <laughs> and if you want to hear all of me yelling at my system it's always a good time too that's so, what we do um so drew Thank you for being here. I always enjoy it and yes, indeed. I did. I like I feel like every year I need to get a bigger and bigger gift for your wife for letting <laughs> for for allowing me to borrow you for this amount of time I, <laughs> I really feel the back bad channel
1: tonight, she was like can we make this a 10 minute show she stole my account and typed that real quick because yeah. she's like she
0: misses me Yeah, so, I, I feel bad you're so, so sweet she, I'm, I'm gonna like you know shout. one of these days it's just gonna be a truckload of like chocolates or something I'm like thank <laughs> you for letting me borrow Drew one night a week <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> alright guys if we don't see you next week we'll see you in two weeks <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye <Good night. laughs>